was good. I, uh, I got the call, or actually the text about 7 a.m. this morning that I was on, and um, I knew I was going to be preaching pretty much because we had talked about it for weeks and I was prepared. Um, but Mike sent me a text at about 10.30 last night saying, I- I'm on. I mean, I'm going to do it. And at that point, I knew I was on. Uh, and it's, it's funny. It's been kind of a, a wild uh, morning. Um, the song was appropriate. I, uh, we were trying to, I was scrambling to get everything ready. Um, I've got some multimedia stuff, and I wanted to print it, and all of a sudden, the printer didn't work. So I'm working on the printer, and, then, and the Internet goes down, which has been happening a lot lately. And uh, so I have to reload the printer, get that printed out. Um, we're scrambling to get out of the house. We can't find the keys to the, the Honda. Both sets are gone. So I'm struggling because I just had piled everything in, into the Honda, and now I've got to take it out and put it in another car. Um, we do that. We go and get in the Corolla, and we're driving down the road, and all, it sounds like the muffler's dragging. <laughs> and I get out at the stop sign, look around, there's nothing dragging. And um, so I guess Jesus is going to fix it, right? <laughs> And if he doesn't, Rob, uh, you can help. I, um, this morning, I wanted to um, share with you some uh, thoughts, and Emmy is, as well is going to share some thoughts of our hike on the John Muir Trail. I've been wanting to do this for a while, and I've struggled with it because um, I didn't want to be self-indulgent, be that self-indulgent guy that shows you his vacation pictures and drags you through about 400 pictures of squirrels and pine cones and that sort of thing. But, but the experience was incredible. Um, the, the whole trip was really born out of um, Emma, uh, my oldest daughter's desire to do something in her gap year. And what she wanted to do was she, she wanted to take the Lewis and Clark Trail from um, St. Louis, Missouri to, to Portland. And she was willing to do that alone. It's only 2,200 miles. Um, and so I asked her to, to rethink that and just think about something a little, little more realistic. And so she came up with the John Muir Trail, which is slightly more realistic. Um, and uh, it was just an incredible experience. And so what, what I want to do is I want to show you some of the background of the trail, um, some of the pictures, and then just talk about uh, what we learned. Uh, and we want to share some of the things that she learned as well. And um, the um, John Muir Trail, um, I, I had to throw a scripture here, um, and it's, it's perfect. Arise, walk about the land through its length and breadth. I will give it to you. And that's what we felt like. When we, when we got on the trail and we got out of Yosemite Valley, um, it felt like it was ours. Um, you didn't see a lot of people. Um, and every, everywhere you looked, it was just incredible scenery. And just an incredible experience. Um, we were gone. Uh, we, we had planned to be on the trail for uh, uh, really 20 days. Um, we made it... Uh, um, little, it was a little shorter than that. It was 16 days because we ran out of time. Uh, we ran out of fuel. And uh, I couldn't call work and tell them I wasn't going to be there, so uh, we had to cut it short. But the, the background, um, really, John Muir was a, um, uh, an engineer, naturalist, um, uh, uh, philosopher, botanist, and he, he really promoted a culture um, that, that is alive in our national parks today, and that, that is to save the, the national parks, save the, the most beautiful parts of the country, and set them aside so that man can enjoy them. And he did that um, because he loved being outdoors, but also because, because he had a, uh, an awe of God, a healthy awe of God. Um, he was uh, one of the first founding members of the Sierra Club. Um, it's, the, the whole trail is, um, goes through, uh, starts in Yosemite up here, heads north, comes down through uh, Kings Canyon, ends up in Sequoia National Park, and then uh, the really the terminus is Mount Whitney, which is the tallest peak in the contiguous United States. And... Um, it's just beautiful. And John Muir was a, was a guy who uh, was raised by a father who was very strict. Um, he was a strict 
uh, religious man, and uh, he actually was one of the founders of the Church of Christ. So when John Muir was growing up, he uh, um, he was forced to work during the day and memorize the Bible in his free time. By the time he was 11, he had memorized the whole New Testament and three quarters of the Old Testament. He could recite it. Um, he knew his Bible well. He didn't like his father at all. His father, his father was a dictator. Um, he, he, and we were reading some of his essays on the trail, and one of the essays pointed out the fact that uh, one day a year they got to go swimming. And he, he remembers going down for his uh, first swimming time, and he asked his dad, how do I know how to swim? Who's going to teach me how to swim? His father told him, go watch the frogs. <laughs> and his brother almost drowned in that episode. Um, the, the trail is uh, 211 miles long. We uh, budgeted 20 days really to complete it um, with one day travel back. Um, our mileage in the 17 days that we were on the trail uh, ranged anywhere from, uh, well, it was eight, eight, days the, uh, eight miles the first day because it was a half day, but then it was ranging anywhere from 10 to 16 miles a day. Um, total elevation gain was almost 47,000 feet. By that I mean there's a lot up and down. My brother-in-law uh, was, was quoted on the trail as saying, you never own altitude because you always have to give it back. The typical day is going up and then coming back down. Um, but the, the numbers on there is almost 47,000 feet in, in incline. Um, we started out at 6,300 feet um, just above Yosemite Valley, and uh, the highest point is Mount, Mount uh, Whitney, which we didn't reach yet. We're going to do that in August. Um, and then we, uh, we went over 10 passes. Um, there's 10 passes through the whole... Uh, sorry, we went over 9 passes, 10, 10 passes total, plus uh, summoning uh, uh, Mount Whitney. We spent most of our preparation trying to get our pack weight down, and I don't know how these guys do it. I mean, you meet these guys on the trail, and their packs are 25 to 35 pounds. I'm going over my, my gear list, trying to compare notes. I don't know how they get in there. We started out, I was close to 70 pounds. Um, you were 55, and Emma was 60. Uh, by the time we were done, I was down to about 50. We just kept shedding stuff. And we learned that uh, we, we brought too much food, we were carrying too much water, um, so we learned a lot in, in that. Um, this is a, a, a drawing of the elevation gain. So day by day, these red lines are pretty much the days. So you can see it's, it's a lot of up and down, up and down, up and down. Here's a, um, a snapshot of um, uh, four day uh, of hiking where we started. Yeah, th- uh, this, this is the beginning of the fourth, and then we ended up right here. And um, in that trip, we started, we got the beginning of, the, of that section, we started here. And this, is, this was typical for us because um, most people who've hiked the JMT say it never rains. In the Sierras, it just doesn't rain in the, in the summer. Bring your rain gear, but it doesn't rain. Rain on us almost, um, it was over half the time, either rain or hail. Um, so the night that we pulled in here, it was raining. We didn't get really get a chance to, to uh, appreciate the view, but when we got up in the morning, we, we could uh, uh, enjoy it. It was just it was incredible. Um, you can't really see it there, but there's two deer there, and they were swimming around in, in the river just up from our uh, camping area. Um, this was our midday goal. It's uh, Muir Hut, and um, in order to get there, you have to, to, to Muir Pass. And as true to form, most, most of the passes for us, uh, we ended up in Hale to try to get there. And uh, you can see here, uh, as, as we're approaching uh, Muir Hut, you can see it right at the tip there. And Emmy didn't believe me it was there, but uh, at this point, the clouds are coming around behind us from two different directions. And you can see it's just coming right towards us. So we start uh, double-timing it up, and uh, here's a picture of me looking back at uh, Emmy and Emma down here. And this is when the hail had started. And uh, 
So uh, we ended up spending two and a half hours in Muir Hut. It's a really cool structure. Um, when we got there, there were two other backpackers in it. Um, by the time we finally bailed, I think there were probably 22, 24 people in there. And it, it was kind of shocking. It's, it's not insulated. It's just all stone. Um, and it used to be there for, to protect people from the weather, but it was allowing the weather in. So we're sitting there with all these backpackers around us, and you can see the, the drip line um, going up through the whole cylinder, dripping down on everybody. And after about two and a half hours, I was getting super uh, anxious about just wanting to get going. Um, it smelled really bad in the hut. It was probably 20 degrees uh, warmer than outside with all those backpackers really stinky. Um, so I was getting anxious. And all the, all the uh, backpackers kept coming in uh, from the north um, were, uh, or from the south going northbound. I was asking them, you know, what's the weather like? And they were saying, it's nothing. So I said, we need to go. And uh, as, we, as we left the hut... This is what we were uh, hiking through. It was, it was pretty cold. We were wet, uh, but I knew that we, we needed to push on. We started pushing on, and it began to, the sun came out. Um, we started shedding clothes. It's tough to see. I don't know if it's, uh, let me turn some lights off. Um, but then, you know, it was a typical, typical day uh, where you're fighting the elements, and then you, um, you know, God just uh, opens up the skies and, and drenches with, with sunshine. Um, typical hike, uh, this is a, a section that we were facing going up to the uh, Golden Staircase. And the typical day would start going uphill. And it's, you know, it's a slow trudge uphill, uh, starting the, the passes. And then you t- turn the, the corner and you come across one of these lakes. And you know, the lake is real pretty. But more importantly, when you're uh, hiking around a lake, you're hiking flat. You're not going uphill. So you always welcome the lakes knowing that uh, they're going to come along um, and give you a little, little uh, space to, to coast. Unfortunately, when you, when you get around to these lakes, you realize where we're headed is actually up here. So we get a little bit of reprieve, but then we have to go after this. This is the, the Golden Staircase, and the Golden Staircase is um, about a mile long. This was, this was completely built uh, by man in uh, starting in the, in the 30s, and I think finished in the 50s. And uh, it's, it's been about a mile long, but it's 1,200 feet in, in gain. And what you, what you see when you start the Golden Staircase is this. You don't see a trail at all. Occasionally you'll see somebody's head bobbing up, and you'll know that the, the trail's up there. But that's what you're, what you're facing when you get started on um, During that, that uh, four-day stretch, we, we uh, hiked 52 miles through um, three hailstorms. We were always trying to get two passes in to try and make up time. And every time we get to that first pass, we get uh, pinned down by, by hail. Um, the Golden Staircase, uh, in, in that span, we did Mirror Pass and Mather Pass. Um, the challenges we faced, um, in day two, we, we had our first hailstorm. I was feeling pretty good about day one. The, the whole logistics uh, of this, this uh, trip was just total smooth, um, smooth sailing, and nothing was going wrong. And even our first day, uh, we, we could only uh, go in at noon, so we were hiking a half day, and we got eight miles in, and we were feeling pretty good about it. And then the second day, uh, that's when we saw our first hail. And it was nasty. It was, uh, Emma was getting pinged on the head. Uh, her uncle had the sense to give, him, give her... Uh, his hat because he had an extra one. Um, we uh, the uh, we saw some snow the, the following morning as we got up for for breakfast. Um, there's intense sunshine. We saw all the bad weather, but the, the sunshine in the Sierra Nevadas is incredibly intense. We our our hands from being on our hiking um, poles were just crispy on top because we couldn't you know you could put some some lotion on whatever, but it was, it was always exposed. They're always sitting in front of the sun. Um, a lot of blisters on the feet. Um, Maybe Emmy more so than anybody else, but uh, we, we were struggling just to try and keep them dry and, and uh, uh, keep them from really getting ripped up. Uh, some of us lost toenails. 
um, during and after the trip. Uh, I was I was amazed. I thought we we packed so much food. I was, I was thinking I was going to have a huge appetite, and really wasn't much of an appetite. And part of that was probably the elevation sickness. Um, and we had, we had little experience with uh, bugs and critters. So we had one spot where we were pinned down by uh, mosquitoes, and it was just nasty. And we're we're trying to kill these mosquitoes that are landing on us. And there's two hikers just staring at us because they'd already put all their deet on, and they were all protected. And, <laughs> and then uh, uh, lots of little critters uh, on the trail. Our typical day would start like this. Uh, this is Emma preparing her, her breakfast. Um, uh, typically, you get up and you have to wear your puff because it's cold uh, and layers. And you're trying to fumble through uh, all your stuff to, to try and make breakfast, get things going, pack up your, your uh, tent and your pack to, to get going again. Um, there's some of the hail that we, that we faced on that uh, second day. Um, it was just brutal. This is a typical day. We, uh, the way we'd end our day, um, after getting pinned down by hail, we'd wait for the, uh, the hail to go away, and the sun would come out, and then we'd just start taking everything out to get it dry. Because everything's soaked, and the only way you can keep going is to, to get it dry so you can start the next day. And one of, the, one of the campers above us said, Hey, it looks like a tag sale down there. And, uh, and typically, at the end of the day, we were trying to work on our priorities and uh, lick our wounds and whatnot. And I think at this point, Emma was down getting water so she'd wash her socks. Um, I think Emmy was going through notes and um, probably reading scriptures, um, and uh, I was trying to dry out. And uh, it was uh, biggest thing was trying to get the feet dry and uh, just trying to get warm. Uh, and now to the spiritual side. I mentioned that John Muir was was raised in the, the Church of Christ, raised by a very strict father. Um, this is one of my favorite uh, quotes about it. It says, Two men, both of Scottish descent, profoundly shaped America. Both their families came from a Presbyterian background. Their father, their fathers, they came from Presbyterian background, but they founded the Church of Christ. Um, fathers were both preachers in the same emerging restoration movement. Both attended university, but did not graduate. They were highly educated, writing extensively. One was a preacher of Christ, the other a preacher of creation. One is largely remembered within the Christian church and forgotten beyond. The other is remembered by millions outside the church, but rarely recognized within the church. Both knew their Bible nearly by heart. The first, Alexander Campbell, um, who, who's the son of uh, one of the uh, uh, founders of the Church of Christ, helped establish the Christian churches in, in America and beyond. And the second, the Scotsman, John Muir, helped establish Yosemite National Park and all the parts um, of Kings Canyon, Sequoia, Mount Rainier uh, National Parks. Um, this is one of my favorite quotes from him. I'm not going to go through it. Uh, but one, one, of the, one of the biggest things that we took from, or at least I took from, from the hike was just God's creation. I, you know, I grew up in Colorado, so I've seen some beautiful areas, but this was just intense. The, the, the uh, amount of creation um, that is just, just mind-boggling. All the granite, all the different types of stones. It's mostly granite, but uh, it's just incredible out there. There's all kinds of, of, of stone... Um, Mixes of stone. There, there was two different types of stone. There was like this huge rock that was resting on two two other types of rock, just sitting there, and God has just placed it there, and it's been there for you know millions of years. Um, a lot of granite. It was really cool how you see the, the granite would be um, broken apart by weather over the, over the years. Um, uh, this is the Devil's Post pile, and you can't see it really well, but um, these uh, stone structures are hexagonal in shape. And so they're like long rods of granite. And it's, it's a, this, this uh, couple acres of, of this uh, stone formation. It's just it's incredible. And the symmetry was amazing. And God just, just created it for us. Um, when I saw this, I thought, you know, God was playing dominoes. Um, there, was a, there was a lot of granite that was just broken up, and it looked like a, a set of dominoes that he left uh, for someone else to, to enjoy. Um, 
lots of, lots of stone structure or stone um, the stone mountains, uh, nothing but granite. Um, you know the, the half dome and quarter dome are very famous. Um, this is an, another dome. They're, the domes are all over the, uh, um, the park. As we were looking, this is Mount Pichu. Um, I, was, I was looking. I was thinking, you know, that, that is so cool. God created that. And I began to think, you know, God and Jesus are there in creation, and God's saying, hey, 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 look at this, Jesus. See what I just made? And Jesus said, Dad, that's nothing. Look at what I made. That's called Findome. And it's just, it's just amazing. It's just, there's so much creativity in, in creation. And uh, John Muir, well, um, he, he was once, uh, in, in some writings, was actually called an atheist because of his, his bitter anger towards being raised in a, in a very strict environment. But all of his writings reflect the, um, God's, uh, the awesomeness of God and God's creation. He even defended anybody that would challenge the, the creation theory. He said there is no way that this all happened by chance. There's just, just no way. He was very passionate about it. Here, here's uh, some of God's creation, which was humorously altered by men. <laughs> and we'd, we'd, I'd seen pictures. Of this. I had no idea where it was on the trail, but I knew we'd probably come across them. This was right before another hailstorm, um, so we didn't have a whole lot of time to sit and enjoy it. Um, there, was, uh, there were four hikers that were kind of hanging around, and then the hail started coming down. They ran in under another rock, and they pitched their tent right next to the trail, which you're supposed to be 100 feet from the trail, um, but they had to get out of the hail. So what did I learn? Um, I learned contentment. After about the sixth day, sixth day of trying to set my tent in the rain or a hail or whatever, um, I stopped praying for God to take away the, the hail because I knew it was going to happen. Because <laughs> I've been praying the, the, the day after day, and it, it just dawned on me. You know, we were we were cold. Um, I started the trail sick um, with with a, with a cold. Um, there were times where we were just miserable. We were tired, um, um, and it just. I just began to, to, to pray, you know, God, just keep us healthy. Give, get us through this. Uh, help us to enjoy it. Uh, but most importantly, help me be content. And that's what we kind of learned to do. And um, there were certainly a lot of highs and lows, but uh, I tried to focus on being, being content. Um, I learned that nothing is impossible. And it's one of our, our Sunday school uh, uh, memory scriptures. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. And it really was, it was uh, personified there because... Uh, yeah, Emma decided that she wanted to do this for, for a gap year, and she'd done very little backpacking. Emmy wanted to go along because uh, uh, Emma in, invited her, and she hadn't done any backpacking. So our trip, taking the John Muir Trail as her first backpacking trip, is, is akin to someone saying, I'm going to take a running, I'm going to start with a marathon. And, um, and it, it was funny because uh, uh, Sarah was uh, trying to temper things, and I was trying to, to temper things with Emmy, and she was trying to, to let her know that you know, we may not do it. Uh, we, we it just may not we may not complete it. Um, it could be real miserable. And um, I think Sarah at one point told uh, Emmy that she probably wouldn't be able to complete it. And that's all Emmy needed to hear. <laughs> she was determined. She was so determined to, to finish. And everybody did great. It was just it was amazing um, the the amount of endurance, uh, stamina. Uh, there was a point where I hadn't eaten for three days because of the um, uh, climate sickness. And um, I, I shouldn't have had the strength to be hiking you know, 12 to 16 miles a day, but God provided. We just kept going and kept going. It was incredible. Um, I learned that I'm soft. <laughs> and I, and that was the first thing I reflected on, reflected on when I got back. So there's so many things I say I can't do. So many things much easier than this. This was an incredible uh, physical feat for me at almost uh, 50 years old to, to, to tackle this. But it was even more of a mental feat. 
Is there, you know, you're going to bed cold and you're thinking you've got to get up at 6 a.m. to try and gain some more miles the next day. And mentally, it was, it was grueling. And uh, I just it realized, it made me realize that there's so much in life that I just, I just I can't do it. God knows better. And God's willing to help me do it. Um, I learned that contrast is a blessing from God. You know, it talked about the, the sun being on our, our hands. is so intense. And it was, it, it, there were points where the sun was just annoying. It was so intense. Uh, but once we got pinned down in a, in a hailstorm, uh, we were very grateful for the sun. Because um, our gear would be totally, totally wet. But you set it out in the sun in 15, 20 minutes, and it's all dry. It was amazing. Um, we certainly uh, learned to know what it was to be well-fed. There were several spots on the trail where we exited the trail and got a hot meal at a restaurant um, or a resort. Um, and we really understood... Yeah, resort. Yeah. <laughs> um, we understood what it was to be well-fed because we were pretty hungry uh, at other parts of the trip. Um, and Euro uh, stole my, my concept there of uh, being enslaved. And uh, it, it's true. You, know, you, you really don't know... Um, what it is to be uh, to be free and, and, and until you've been enslaved and you understand the, the enslavement and certainly with sin and uh, in our own uh, just a self, self-indulgent nature um, we certainly knew what it felt to be rested after being so tired um, and we knew what it uh, feels like to be clean it was it, there were times where I couldn't stand myself and, uh, and everybody you couldn't smell the person next to you because you smelled so bad <laughs> And maybe it was just me, I don't know. But at, the, at these resorts, um, we often could buy a, a shower as well, a hot shower, which was, was pretty nice. Um, otherwise, we were bathing in, in cold creeks and uh, um, lakes. Um, I'm glad I couldn't smell me this. <laughs> but the single greatest perspective actually came to me as we're, uh, we're riding a bus um, from, um, I guess that was Independence, down to um, L.A. Um, or actually, we had to, got to, had to get to the, tra- the train station. But I'm looking out the window, and we're going through this industrial area of uh, Lancaster, California. And there's these industrial fields with fences around them, and there are cardboard boxes in the, in the, uh, behind the fences, and men are living in those boxes. And it was shocking to me to think that, you know, we were out roughing it in our tents, because we wanted to, but they had—they were living in the boxes because they had to. And it was just amazing to me to t- talk about feeling free, to be able to have the opportunity to, to spend that much time in, in God's creation and all that, around all that beauty. And then these guys are living in boxes. And it was a—it was a short trip for us. It's a way of life for them. It was pretty convicting. Um, I learned that uh, discipline doesn't purify us. It started the trail thinking, you know, our, our memory scripture, Hebrews 12, that uh, um, the endure hardship is discipline. God is treating his children. Um, and just thinking about the, you know, we're, we're so purified by discipline. We're not purified by discipline. Discipline is there to drive us to God who pur- purifies us. Because so I was pondering that on, on the trail as well, that uh, uh, everything that was good on the trail, everything that was, was, that was hard, um, was really to, to point me to God. And make me conscious that, that he is our creator, he is there for us, and uh, he, he was hiking with us. Um, oh, sorry. No wonder I didn't recognize him. Yeah. <laughs> so I just want to clarify that these resorts were actually just campgrounds. Um, so, they have a resort in the name. <laughs> it was only three times. 
So I just want to put that out there. Um, it was lovely, of course. Um, one of the I went through my journals last night. I kept a good track of everything um, as we were going, and I had scriptures in them ahead of time. And I just went through it, and I was it was so emotional. And it, I don't know why you think like it would be. I don't know why. It just didn't, I didn't think it would be so emotional, but it was. Um, but one of the main things I learned was that. God's power is made absolutely perfect in our weakness. Um, over 17 days, I lost 17 pounds, six toenails, and my t-shirt caught on fire. Um, <laughs> she wasn't wearing it at I wasn't wearing it at that's true. Um, my left foot got so infected that it took two months to heal afterwards from a blister that were, I had blisters on the back of my heels that were this big each, and I had to pop them every single night, and then I had them on the inside of my foot, and one of them just, my, I thought I was going to cut off my foot, honestly. Um, several nights, there were so many mosquitoes and bugs that I went into my tent without having dinner. I was like, forget this, <laughs> I, I hate bugs, I just, I couldn't handle it. Um... My sleeping bag was not actually warm enough. I was lucky to get Dave's bag. We swapped when he left. Um, and every single time that it rained, I cried. <laughs> I hated the rain because I felt so hopeless. Like, I will never be warm again. I will never be dry again. And this is my life. For now on, I am wet and I'm cold. And it was just, it was very dramatic. But when you're in that situation, it's kind of what it is. Um, and also, I fell a lot. Like, <laughs> Pat was very gracious to not mention this, but I'm not very coordinated. And I'm from Kansas, so I'm used to very flat, very even. And also, this was my first hiking trip. And if I didn't fall, no, there was not a day that I didn't fall. One time I fell so hard on my face, I thought that I lost my teeth. I slipped on a rock. We were crossing a river, and I missed one of the rocks, and I hit this boulder with my face. And I looked up at Pat, and I was like, <laughs> and he goes, you're fine. Come on. <laughs> okay, I'm coming. I'm coming. And, oh, yeah, and I also landed in the river. So I was soaked. Again, so I cried. Um, but, you know, I learned, like, if I didn't go through all these things, who would be glorified? If I didn't fall on my face, if I didn't fall all the time and, you know, have to really draw my power from God, this story would really be about me and how powerful and cool I am. And, and that's just not the case. Um, if I focused on myself, then God wouldn't have been glorified and I couldn't have really seen what he created. And, I mean, you'll see some more pictures later. It is fantastic. It is so amazing. And I wanted to focus on myself, and I wanted to focus on my foot getting cut off, but, <laughs> but really it wasn't about that. Um, and so I think it really exemplifies this scripture, because I was weak. I was so weak. I was pathetic. And I rarely kept up, but in the end, you know, we all went together. So. And they never left me. <laughs> um, and also, I learned that God will provide... Um, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. So like I said, I hate, I hated the rain. And the first couple of days it was raining and it was hailing and I just wasn't prepared for it. And we, so we took sort of a break and went up to, we we're still in Yosemite Park and so we got to go to a real campground the third day or the second day where we, we got to see a fire and the little hut and we enjoyed that for a little while. And then the sun came out and I was like, sweet, I can do some laundry because man, I stink already. I did laundry, 
and it started raining again, and it, like I did manual laundry. There was no dryer involved. So my laundry was out in the line, and it started raining again, and I was like, okay, well, this is nothing. And so I prayed all night. I was sitting in my tent with my headlamp on, just staring at and like crying, and my cold sleeping bag, and I was like, God, I just want my clothes to be dry in the morning. And I woke up in the morning to the sound of a fire. This is when my t-shirt burned. But um, Pat and Dave had built a fire in the morning, and they were drying my clothes. And so I had dry laundry in the morning, which is exactly what I prayed for. And never mind that it rained the next day, but, you know, (laughs) it was great. It was such an answered prayer. And I had dry socks, and it was, like, it was incredible. It was all you could ask for, or all I did ask for. Um, And then the other time was when we were hiking up to Muir Hut, Muir Pass. I really did not believe Pat that there was a hut up there. He, like, pointed it out, and I thought it was just a rock, and I was like, okay, Pat, it's fine, like, whatever, you're losing it. But it started hailing, and I saw that hut, and I was like, here we go. And it was it was so great. And I know the hut wasn't technically just built for me, but it really felt like it was. <laughs> because I, oh, my gosh, I don't know if I've hiked a mile that fast. It probably took 30 minutes for me to get up that mile. I was It was, like, done with the hail. And, you know, for, like Pat, I was praying that we wouldn't have to deal with the rain. And for a couple of days, it let up, and I was like, oh, God, you answered my prayer. Like, no more rain. No, that's not true. <laughs> it rained again and again, but God always made it, so it would be okay. Like, I had to go through the rain, and we had to do that. That was just part of it. But in the end, it was fine. Like, in the end, it stopped in time, or we found a campsite just in time and set up our tents as it started hailing and we could duck under them. It was, it was always in God's timing, and God always made it work. Um, and the last thing was, and then you'll probably see some pictures, any time that I was feeling really, really low, um, I always ended up seeing wildflowers. And it was really incredible. And sometimes I would ask for them because, oh, my gosh, I was so over it. But um, God provided a lot of wildflowers and encouragement. And he, just, he knew exactly what we needed. Now we have a PowerPoint. The last thing I learned was, there you go. The, the worst day of hiking, it was much, much better than my uh, best day at the office. And there was no point on the trail, when it was miserable, there was no point where I really wanted to be back in the office. Thank you.